You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's put our hands again and celebrate Demi Lade. Thank you so much. God bless you. It's so good to be in church. Um, um, all right, what did I offend? Why is this bright light? <laughs> all right, so good to be in church. Um, and I'm not sure if, I mean, because of where we are seated, I'm not sure if you can really um, reach out to the people next to you. But could you, you know, from a distance, hand sign, could you tell someone next to you that you love them? Uh, you could do sign language. Not we, say I, personalize it, because someone is too shy and she doesn't want to implicate herself in that conversation. She looks right. So I love you. Sharon, I heard you. <laughs> and I love you too. Um, because I think at the very least that when we come to church, to God's presence, there are certain things that must happen. Um, and we must worship. We would listen to the word, but there's something called fellowship that will happen. Um, let me start by thanking, where's my pastor? My pastor, BWS. BWS, hi, BWS. Let's please celebrate BWS. Um, thank you so much. And thank you for all, all our leaders and pastors. Thank everyone. I'm actually here, so I actually said to BWS, please do not introduce me, because I'm actually here most Sundays, um, and I didn't want to feel like a visitor when I come. But in case you don't know me, my name is Idris. Um, what else? Sorry? <laughs> From Benin, not Ibadan. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's an honor to bring us God's word this morning. My wife says, oh gosh, sitting somewhere, somewhere, my wife is somewhere in the room. Let's say hi to her and appreciate her, okay? Appreciate her. okay. And she says that I, I ramble when I talk. So, and I don't, so, so forgive me if I do that this Sunday morning. And, and when she says that, I, in my mind I'm like, well that's the rambling that I was rambling and you, she married me. Huh? But um, as I typically would say when I preach, that it is not the most important thing what you think about the message. All right? Um, I would encourage you and I said, look, if you ask my fans, I've got good hit messages already. Yeah? So that's not... You can check on sound. I'm not, I'm not being funny. I'm serious. There's one on two that the Holy Spirit is there. And I preach like, you know, a mix of T.D. Jakes, Bishop Oedipo, and PWS. I was on fire. So, so let's get that out of the way. That, that is not what the most important thing is. If you think the message is great at the end, that's also fine. But I think what's most important for me is that in this time that we spend together, that God actually will speak to you. Jesus has a conversation with two disciples on the road to Emmaus and when he leaves them, they say, did our hearts not burn within us? And, and, and that's my prayer, that the Holy Spirit this morning will take the words that I speak and he would speak to you. So if, if that's your prayer also, would you bow your head and let's approach the Father. Our Heavenly Father, this morning, Amongst other prayers is this prayer that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let this time we spend sharing scripture, hearing your word, let it be transformational. Let graves be emptied, my father. 
let faith be strengthened. Let bodies be healed. Let hearts be encouraged. Holy Spirit of the living God, supply an anointing that makes the preaching and the teaching of your word easy, the hearing and the doing of your word easy. We stand in faith before the God who answers prayers. And we say thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, so it was Walker's Day yesterday. Um, um, and you know, I'm sure most of you didn't know. That's why there's a holiday. We'll sing later. Don't worry, Josh. We'll sing later, okay? Uh, we'll sing later. And, uh, so it was Walker's Day yesterday. And I think it's useful to celebrate. Um, apparently, you can't play the keyboard in our church anymore if you don't have white sneakers, yeah? Wow. <laughs> All right, this is good. So, no, sorry, I'm just going to stay focused, okay? It was a workers yesterday. I want to celebrate everybody who works, both in God's house, and you have a job that you do. I want to celebrate you. Um, if what you do for a living at the moment is, um, um, what you call this, IT-based fraud, um, that's not work, okay? So that's not, you're not, we're not celebrating you in that. If what you do is fraud, you should repent. Uh, let me just come where you are very quickly. You should repent. If you do not repent this week, they will catch you and all that stuff in Jesus' name. All right? Yeah. And we're saying this prayer for your good. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, let him that steals, steal no more. All right? Rather let him walk that he may have, you know. So, but everybody who works, you have a job or your job is that you're looking for a job. All right? And that is a decent job. You have a business. I want you to understand that God sees what you do, right? One of the challenges with corruption, Idris, focus, but yeah. One of the challenges with corruption is that we are no longer able to walk with pride. So people cannot boldly say anymore that I am a teacher or that I am a, what else? I repair cars, right? Because corruption uh, tells you that you can have 30 billion in one day and, and it is possible right and if God ever wants to test anybody with that miracle I am available but that is not the way that God works alright so God God bless your work in Jesus name I thought I'd hear an amen God bless your work in Jesus name alright and I know that for some people someone is saying here but if you know where I work where I work my boss is a, is a demon is a this and a that but look um, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Um, we start a new series all across the Elevation Churches today titled The Honor Code. This is important um, because our God whom we serve is big on honor. In Malachi 1, he says, look guys, if I'm your father, if I'm your master, he says, where is my honor? Right? In First Samuel chapter 2, I think verse 30, uh, it says, um, God is speaking there. It says, therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would work before me forever. It says, but now the Lord says, far be it from me for those who honor me, I will honor. All right, honor is a big thing. And all through this month, the coming weeks, we will discuss various elements of what it means to honor God. Why should we honor God? Uh, I think the very start is that God created us. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 
I know you got up this morning, you dressed yourself up, you, you know, did your makeup, you did your exercises, you drove your nice car or took a taxi or whatever to church. But it is important that we note that the fact that you control something does not mean that you own it. The fact that you have influence over something does not mean that you own it. That line, what I just said, is extremely important. It is important when you become a parent. It is important when you become a leader. The fact that you control something does not mean that you own it. And we control ourselves. You decided to wear this wonderful shirt to church today. But your life is not your own. My life is not my own. And I know you say, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult now, I'm all grown up. I can cut my hair the way I want to cut it. I can do whatever I want to do. But it's amazing that our lives are not ours. And so we must honor the one from whom life comes. He is the source and owner of life. And honor is an interesting concept. Uh, different cultures have different ways that they show honor. If you are, um, if you are Yoruba, yeah, there's uh, very peculiar ways of communicating honor to those who are older than you, right? Um, people you know, lie down on the floor, um, um, and I don't know why they do that. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because um, there are certain things you do not because you are worshiping the people who are ahead of you, but because you say to them that I recognize that you've been somewhere that I haven't been. I recognize that you carry something that I don't carry yet. Most of us are very unpleased or displeased with the government of the day. Yeah. For various reasons. But if the president of Nigeria walks in here now, most of us will stand up without being told while we tweet to our friends president is in our church today. But honor is in our hearts. And honor that we have for God is something that sometimes we forget how to do. Today, specifically, we would speak about how we honor God by the stewardship of the things that he has given us. All right? My text is a simple one. If you've been in church long enough, you will know it. It's Matthew 25. Somewhere in the middle of all the things that I say, if I feel impressed, I will pray. We will pray. Because that's kind of where I want us to end today. In one place, you know, I read the scripture. He says, I will honor those who honor me. And, and so for someone, I want you to keep this at the back of your mind. That as you honor God, as you learn how to honor God, that God will also honor you. Matthew 25. From verse 14, I read in the NKJV. He says, For the kingdom of God is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Jesus tells all these stories. I like telling stories. And when Jesus tells stories, he wants us typically to locate ourselves in this story. I continue. Then the Bible says, Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. And he who had received one went 
and dug in the ground and hid his, mass, his Lord's money. After a long time, and that's very important, after a long time, the Lord of these servants came and settled accounts with them. And so who he, had, he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. All right. And um, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will now make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And he who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two talents. Look, I've gained two more beside him. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And as afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground, look there, what you have here, here, and said to him, look there, you have what is yours. But his Lord asked and said and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received it back with interest. The very core of today's part of the series is the fact that how we handle, steward the things that God has given us, our gifts and our talents, is a key way to honor him is a key way to honor him. In this you know, piece of scripture that we read, we find three people. Um, and this, what happens here, is not the first test of their abilities. Because the Bible says that the master gives to each of them talents according to their ability. Life is a constant cycle where your ability to handle the things that God has placed with you is happening. There are constant assessments, right, of what God has given you. And, and, I, and I say this often that God does not send any man out empty. No person. But every single person who is here today is carrying something from God that is special, that is unique, that is different. And that is according to the call of God in your life. In scripture, you would see those two terms used closely, the gifts and the calling. So what do we do with what God has given us and how do we honor him with it? I like how First Peter says his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. May I speak to that person in this service who feels empty, who feels like they do not have that, they don't have, they don't have anything. God does not send any man out empty. He's given you something, I will come to it very shortly, because sometimes the issue is maybe you've not identified it yet. Maybe you've not seen it yet. Maybe you've not called it something different. In this scripture, he gives one man five. He gives one man two. And he gives the other person one. 
to be honest, if I was the person who he gave one, I might feel a bit bad. Because I mean, we're all serving the same God, right? So I mean, well, why do I get one? What we do not identify as having value, we typically will disdain or misuse. I don't know if you've ever bought someone a gift, Demilade, right? And they didn't treat it with due care. So let's just say you got your, uh, your girlfriend, um, your bag, you, you were mis, misinformed or uh, you were just without counsel, so you took two months' salary and you bought her a bag. This is an example, you won't do that. <laughs> Hopefully. And you buy her this bag, you, you know, you, let's say say three months' salary, right? Real, guys, relax. Before the Holy Spirit starts to bring out the things that we've done. <laughs> okay, and you give it to her. And then, you know, she's like, oh, God bless you. You know how the sisters are, oh, God bless you, David, I love you, love you. You know, you get a hug, right? And then the next day she says, oh, I'm out shopping. I've gone to Eddie Chat to shop. And behold, your bag, three months' salary, is the carrier bag. <laughs> you know, because what happens then is that, you know, you immediately want to text her that this is a violation of value that you, you want to but you, as a gentleman you don't want to say to her this is 300k what of my life this is free this is free months you don't want to say that to her but sometimes you give someone something and they don't appreciate it the way you appreciate it you know, once or twice my wife doesn't do it often yeah but once or twice life. I, we come to that place where we have different opinions about the things that I gave her. <laughs> and sometimes I want to express, I won't show her the receipt. Just carelessly leave it there to say. <laughs> yeah, there's even a bag. Uh, this, this one will be good. No, no, I was going to say <laughs> that one be, I was going to say there was a bag uh, somewhere in my house now under the table which cost me a lot of money but I don't see how that will lead to a good conversation after church. So I should have mentioned it. But he gives one man five, one man two, one man one. What does God give me? Because I feel empty sometimes. But God will give every man something of value. First Peter 4.10, I read in the Amplified, it says, just as each of us has received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God. First Peter 4.10, Amplified. It says, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. So I was preparing for this, I wrote a note, I wrote something in my notes, how that when we think about honoring God, for some of us we think, the first thing we think is about our prayer. And then we think about our worship. 
But sometimes we neglect the very things that God has given us. And why does God give us these things? He, he doesn't give us our gifts and our talents and these special graces just for us alone. In fact, may I suggest that God's primary purpose in giving us these things are not for us. Sometimes when you listen to us teach about purpose, about life, about maximizing your life, you will think that God gives you these gifts for your benefit, for your fame, for your wealth. But it is not always the case. In fact, it is not the case. That God gave you and I something for this world. He gives the one man five, the other person two, the other person one. I, 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 I'm going to try and move quickly, but there is someone in church today who is feeling empty. You're standing in your generation and you can't understand what you are carrying. In fact, you feel empty because you're like, why am I here? I come to church, I listen to BWS preaching a storm. She's got a gift, she's got five. I listen to Demilade come, he sings, he can teach, he's also fine. Three gifts. Why am I here? Look at Sharon's hair, Lord. And then, and then I understand she, she knows what, what do you know, spots, right? And strategy and stuff. I'm, I'm right, yes. And, and you're feeling empty, but God does not send any man out empty. He doesn't. And so maybe one of the prayers we would pray and in 1 Corinthians 2, I think, the Bible says, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It says, but there is one person who brings revelation. It's the Holy Spirit. It says he reveals to us the things that God has freely given unto us. Because those who will honor God must do right concerning the things that God has placed in your hands. This is not one of those messages to make you feel bad, No. But it's one of those messages that will ensure that when you stand before God, that there is confidence in that conversation. So, so let's say there were three stages of awareness, right? There are people who are in that group who say, I do not know my gift. I do not know my talent. I know First Peter says God has given everyone special gifts, but I don't know mine. I know, Idris, you point to Matthew 25 and you say there's a sharing that has happened, a distribution. But I want to be honest. It's Sunday. I don't lie on Sundays, right? I don't know mine. I don't know my gift. I, I don't know my talent. May I say to that person first, that the gifts of God rarely come in finished form. The gifts of God, the things that he gives us, rarely come in finished form. It's the same way sometimes when we, ladies, when we look for our husband, Prince Charming, he rarely comes as six foot two. You know how you have that picture, six two, um, British, Bini accent. Um, what else do they have in their list? Sorry? 
depends on the side of your pretty. Okay, what else do they have on their list normally? Blue passport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the one that asks, sorry. Tongue speaking, let's just pretend. <laughs> tongue, so, don't, so you don't want him to speak in tongues. It's blue passport. Okay. You know, and all that stuff. That's the picture we have of Prince Charming. But sometimes when God sends Prince Charming to you, he's actually interning in a bakery in Ibadan. Because sometimes Jesus first is born in a manger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, but, but, so if you cannot recognize Jesus in a manger, because you're waiting for someone to show up like an angel. Because it's the same way that our gifts are not in their final form, so sometimes we do not recognize them. My wife found me I had no passport. Blue, black, or gray. I had none. True. <sighs> I don't know my gifts yet. Holy Spirit, that person who feels empty, and, and as preparing for this, what I, <laughs> look, what I really want is for pictures to flash in people's minds. For the Holy Spirit to grab your heart, for him to whisper to someone, no man left empty that they may honor God. For someone, Demilade spoke about it, that Jesus at age 12 begins to show some things. So there are some things that show up early in life. Some ease at an early stage. Some platforms in your life that show, and sometimes people will tell you quickly. For some people, leadership shows up. For some people, it comes through, you just know that it, it seems like a bunch of you have this gift. It is rare that the gifts that God gives us show up in their final stage from day one. The, the best footballer in the world, Messi, and we can argue that later. <laughs> it's either Messi or the other Arsenal guy, but we can argue that later. No, no, just relax. Let's focus on the message. Relax, guys. <laughs> you know, you have to give the Arsenal guys hope. It's important. We are in church. You have to give them hope. You have to let them feel like they're part of the body of Christ. All right? <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, God. If I run counseling, I would do like a special counseling. Arsenal fans this way. Messi, <laughs> uh, God bless you. And, and Messi didn't come out of his mother's womb juggling a ball. <laughs> He did it. But there is something about the Holy Spirit helping us. Little things. There is something about prophecy and revelation. One of the things I'm praying is that someone will pray in the Holy Ghost today. And as you pray, he would say to you, but I've, I gave you this. Someone, there are interesting opportunities that keep coming to you as a person. There are people who say, I can identify my gift, but I'm not optimizing it. In Matthew 25, the Bible says the guy who had five went and he traded with it. 
the guy who had two went and he traded with it. It didn't just mean that there was, it wasn't just about exchange for money, no. It meant that he increased it. As preparing for this, then I remember Genesis chapter 1 and 28. Because God says he blesses them and he says, be fruitful and multiply. Feel the earth. Have dominion. I know it's workers day, but for someone, the very attempt to be who people want you to be is making you disregard the very gifts and callings that God has placed in your life. So what am I doing? Am I, am I, so I, I know my gifts. I've, I know some of them. But, but am I honing them? Am I trading them? Am I adding something to them? For someone says, I learned from an early stage that I was an administrator. So most of us know some people who are really good organizers. But what have I added to that? For someone, you've received the leadership while the rest of us are learning it. You, you were always the, you were the ring leader from age six. But if anything our country shows us is that those who have the gifts of leadership must also learn competence. Because you can be a leader and be, not, not be too competent. What am I adding to it? What am I trading? How am I improving? For some of us, we know how to teach. Oh, we're good teachers. Even when we're teaching nonsense, we're good teachers. There's a confidence and articulation about you that the students just watch. Is later they realize, no, this was nonsense. <laughs> so those who have the gift of teaching must find knowledge. Some of you can talk. You are great orators. And it's not just to be confusing girls. Will you let the Holy Spirit give you words? Some of you can write. And that gift only comes out on February 14. Or after midnight. <laughs> Let's not call names. But would you, to that gift, add an anointing? I keep saying this, that when David shows up in front of Saul, who is troubled by an evil spirit, and starts to play the instrument, what do you think he was playing? It wasn't just normal music. It wasn't, give me a song, Shola, one of our songs today. Sorry? No, I mean our songs. Not, not the songs, yeah. No, our songs. The world songs, Shola. <laughs> Shola, yeah, preach with me, preach with me. It wasn't, you know the songs. What's a recent song, guys? Everybody is denies her. Yeah, yeah, it's old now. I mean, that's two years ago. You guys even won a Grammy and moved on. You're not current. <laughs> but, but, but David is not playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not what is driving out the demons, no. There is something there. And, 
And, but what it is is, there's a guy with five, there's a guy with two, there's a guy with one. And there's you and I with the gifts that God has given us to honor him. But for some of us, we are, we're still where we are when he gave it to us. So the organizer should add project management. For someone, you have a smile and you are a hospitable person. For someone, it's prophecy. And prophets need to know from a very early stage how to love. And I don't say that lightly. I say that with all seriousness. For someone, you're just really beautiful. You need to add common sense. So that it's, <laughs> I was just joking, guys. Because <laughs> when I say fine, you told me everybody's just nodding, yeah. Because we all believe we are fine. May I say something, Anna? This is, this is big for me, we pray today. This is big for me, we pray. The, first, the third servant. Why did he bury the talent. Why? Because we are called to honor our father and we must use this talent. But why did he bury it? Because sometimes when we think about him burying it, we do not understand that what that means is that for a long time he did nothing. Because the Bible says the master was away for a while. Let's not even go into that. But why did he bury his talents. And, and he explains it to us. I'm put this together. And I read the scripture, but I'm praying for that person today who feels empty. God did not send you out empty, guys. He's given you stuff to honor him. I, I promise you that. In Matthew 25 and verse 24, the servant I read from the message translation, the servant giving 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowance for error. I was afraid that I will disappoint you. So I'm reading Matthew 25 from verse 24 to 30 in the message translation. I know you have high standards you hate careless ways. You demand the best. You make no allowance for error. I was afraid that I would disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is. Safe and sound down to the last cent. And the master was furious and says, that is a terrible way to live. It is criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the list? Why did he bury it? And, and that's the second thing we'll pray about. The gifts that we've buried because you cannot honor God with a gift or a talent or an ability that you've buried. In fact, when you read verse 30 
in the message translation from you know, Matthew 25, the Bible says, the master says, take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this, play it safe, who won't go out on a limb. He calls him a wicked and lazy servant. Wicked first before lazy. The wicked servant did not lose his talent, he buried it. He didn't bury the seed because the seed was dead. He buried it because he, he, he could not engage with a life that he could not control. He says, I do not know the outcomes of this. So I will not prophesy. I do not know the outcomes of this, so I will not serve. I do not know the outcomes of this, so I will not give. I do not know the outcomes of this, so I will not write. Someone should be right. Someone should, and I'm not, someone should have written their third book already. You should have written your third book already. No pressure. It's just that it seems like, and that's the question. It seems like we all want to do the same thing. I like how the Amplified Bible puts Matthew 25 and 25 to 26. For to everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given to him. Maybe he was comparing. I, I, to be honest with you, if they gave five, two, and then they gave me one, I would compare. I'm just, initially, I, I would just like to understand from a man to his God, why? Who am I comparing myself with today? Who are you comparing yourself with today? I, I find that gratitude is such an important thing when it comes to moving out of that trap of comparison. Because sometimes we're so aware of what we believe we do not have yet that we can no longer see the things that God has given us. And I think it's Philemon verse 6 when you read in the KJV it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you. Maybe he was comparing himself to someone. So when we pray today, we're asking God, Lord, if I'm comparing myself with people and thoughts have begun to lose sight of what you've given me to honor you, to bless people, let that stop today. Maybe he, he wanted to be in charge of the harvest. So he says to the master when he comes, you're a hard man. I, I didn't understand how you do all these things. He says, I didn't want to be in trouble with you later. So I decided that I would not sow the seed. I would not use my talent. I would not engage. I didn't, I didn't want to cause any trouble. I didn't know how this would play out. Maybe he said this is imperfect yet. Maybe he says it's imperfect yet. For someone to say this, God calls us to sow seeds 
He's the God of the harvest. How it will turn out is not your business. Paul says, one sows and other waters. It says, it's God who gives the increase. For someone, I think there's a call to start. And I don't know what this is. A call to start. That you would not hide what God has given you to bless others and to honor him. Maybe he was afraid. Those who fear, who've been caught by fear, cannot steward their gifts properly. What if I fail, someone says. What if I fail? I tell you a story. I think it was, I probably was 17. I don't know. I was young, younger. Okay. And I, I read a book called God's Generals. Um, what are the spiritual people? Who's read the book? Spiritual people here. Show me. Damn it, of course. Top of the class. Peter B.S., you've read the book, right? You have, I know you. P.F., you've read the book. Okay, you will read it. <laughs> I read a book called God's Generals, Robert Lydon, and he says he talks about all these old people who God has used. Really, really nice people. Uh, do you know anybody? Can you remember anybody in the book? Um, Catherine, Catherine Coleman. Sorry? Smith Wilkerson. Yeah, John Gillick. And, and I read the book as a young man in the university, and I was like, my goodness, see the work of God. But then I realized something. That almost everybody in the book had an issue at the end. <laughs> you know, because I think I was studying economics and statistics, so I was studying the patterns. I was just looking at it, and they start very well. God uses them, fire, healings, that and then, then something, and they crash and burn. One. They crash and burn. She crashed and burn. And then at the end of the book, I say, well, you see, God, I really am impressed by you. And I'm telling you, this conversation happens. I paraphrase, but that's what I said to God. I mean, this is the spirit of what I said to him. I really am impressed by you. I like how you use people, but you're not going to use me. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I, I'm, and I was looking for the book in my library this morning. I said, God, you're not going to use me because I can see how this happens. Ah, big man of God, doing so well, on fire. Then the end is so, I'm like, no, 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 no. These people were given as an example for me. And so for a long time, I struggled with God about pastoring. For a long time. That's perhaps one of the biggest things in my heart when it comes to public ministry is that I read that book and I was like, God, uh, uh, the statistics are here. What if I fail? So he compared perhaps if he was afraid. And it's not very different for us, church, in this age, as God calls us to honor him. The master has gone, but he's coming back. Any faith, any part of our theology as Christians that does not remind you that Jesus' returning is not complete. He is returning. He's coming back soon. And the more we do this, our crazy Lagos traffic, the closer it comes. One day the earth would not be able to bear it anymore. <laughs> but he's given one five. He's given one two. He's given one one talent. 
what we do when the master is away. I once wrote a note and said, the seeds you sow in what looks like the darkest moments of your life are critical. The seeds that you sow in the times when life is most difficult, is they are critical. He says, how does he put it in Psalm 1 to 6? He says, uh, the one who goes out bearing, uh, bearing, bearing seed and crying will doubtless come back rejoicing with ships. In the moment where everything is scattered. Because there's someone saying, just what is the point? We, before you guys came and said this, the motivational speakers told us this. What is the point? Do you see, do you see what's happening in our country today? What is the point as a young man? Why, why should I do this as a young lady? Why should I try? It is the odds are stacked against me. The odds are stacked against me. I, I think I have a gift of music, but what is the point? Look, look, look at the people ahead. Look at Josh. Josh has been playing keyboard now for, for how long, Josh? Huh? 14 years. And he's still not married. And so, so what hope? So what hope is there for? What what is there for me? Why should I do this? No, because you had to send my message, so I had to come to you. You know, um, um, relax, guys. Relax. Listen to the other part of the message. Why why should I bother? And and so they go and they bury it. The master is away, so I go and I bury it. When I was preparing for the message, I found an interesting translation um, of Matthew 25. I'll read that and I think we'll start to pray. It's a pidgin English translation. I've always wanted to preach a message in pidgin English, a whole message. Maybe one day, BWS, when you invite me and we agree. Should I try and read it? In Matthew 25, verse 24 to 25, just in case all the English I've been speaking is not getting across to you. <laughs> then the servant... Now, I have to read it with a proper pidgin English dialect. Then the servant, when he give one coin, can't say, Oh God, God <laughs> I don't know, say, I know say you be wayo man. <laughs> you the harvest waiting you not plant, and they pack fruits when you not pluck. So fear catch me. And I can't hide your money for ground. So I'm going to make you take waiting you give me. Where did you bury it? I was preparing for this as, as someone who makes sandals. And I don't know what it is. You make sandals, right? And God wanted me to mention you so you understand that he's speaking to you. You make sandals. If you live in a country that is tough like Nigeria, the urge to comply, to do what everybody is doing is very high. But God hasn't called you to that. What has he called you to do? What gift, what ability has he called you to honor him with? To bless others with? Where did you bury it? For someone, you sang once and they told you, that is terrible. 
and then you buried it. For someone, you were like Moses. When you were a child, they told you you were a deliverer. But you did not know how to manage it properly. And so you caused disaster somewhere early. And so you're in exile. And then God shows up in the middle of the burning bush. And I like that, that picture because in my mind, it's like God is reminding him that this will not burn you. It's not meant to destroy you, the gift that I've given you. It's not meant to destroy you. One of the first scriptures I memorized as a young Christian, 1 Thessalonians 5.24, he who called you is faithful and will do it. The church of Jesus Christ should be full of daring people. Should be full of people who are constantly doing new things. Should be full of people who are trying. The church of Jesus Christ should be full of people who are innovating, but not for the sake of innovation, because God has called us. Should be full of different things, different parts of the of the body. We are not all the same. Where did we bury it, guys? When we pray in a bit, <laughs> graves open. I like that part of scripture. It says, and graves began to open all around Jerusalem. Someone, your father, will call you today out of the blues. And he would, he would remind you about something from your, from your youth, from your younger days. For you, Come to me later and say, I'm still here. Someone, you got a word of prophecy. Ten years ago, you were out, maybe in camp or something, and someone said to you, hey, look, you're going to be a great teacher of the word. And all you're doing at the moment is just trolling people on Instagram and Twitter. Where did we bury it? God has called us to honor him. Guys, this message is for me as much as it's for you. This message is for me as much as it's for you. I, I, don't, I have not arrived at all. But God calls us to honor him. So the gifts that he gives us are not just so that I can become wealthy, but because there is a world that is waiting to be blessed. Ah, Father in heaven, how do we do this? How do we do this? Let's, let's, um, so we'll just, we'll pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't mind, don't rush. Don't, let's not run away. Just, let's pray in the Holy Spirit for about three minutes, right? I genuinely wished we could pray for ourselves. Demi, can we sing, and it's a very strange song, um, um, the blessing. Can we sing it just in the background, just softly? But wherever you are, could you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost if you can? And if you don't, it's okay. Just, just go ahead and thank God for your life. Right? Just go ahead and thank God for your life. That you're the Father of heavenly light in whom there is no variableness, neither is there a shadow of torn, and you, you send no man out empty. You are the one who we seek to honor, our Father. Lord, as your people come to you 
in prayer this Sunday morning. I pray in the name of Jesus for an operation of the Holy Spirit, the one who reveals all things, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Lord God, let grieved doors be opened. I just pray in the Holy Ghost wherever you are. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will we'll do a quick work in this place. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Where did you bury it? Come on, church, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Did he give you five? Are you trading with it? Did he give you two? Are you trading with it? Did he give you one? Are you trading with it? Someone needs to pray this Sunday morning and say, Lord, I've been comparing myself with people. I've been comparing myself with people. But I repent this Sunday morning that I may run the race that is set before me with patience and perseverance in the name of the Lord Jesus. Someone needs to say to God, Lord, I've been afraid that I will disappoint you. I've been afraid that I will burn out. I have been afraid that I will disappoint you. And I've buried it. I've buried it. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. All over this place, my father, let there be a resurrection in the name of the Lord Jesus. All over this place, all over this place, all over this place. Someone needs to open the channel again. Someone needs to open the channel again. Someone else wants to say, Lord, I will leave my life to honor you. I will leave my life to honor you. I will leave my life to honor you. Be his favor be upon in a thousand generations. In your family, in your children, in their children. Be his favor, be his favor.
We're almost there. Someone just, just pray in the Holy Ghost one or two minutes. We're almost there. Just pray in the Holy Ghost one or two minutes. But I will not run another man's race. But I would not run to this race. I will not run a race that I heard about someone else. Someone is saying, Lord, I have my one here. How should I use it? And Lord, we just wanted to say, one doesn't feel like a lot. But, but Lord, if that's what you gave me, I will use it. Someone else is saying, Lord, I have two here. He says, what will I do with it? He says that he that is faithful in little. And he would say to the servants, you have been faithful in the little. So I don't know who it is, who is beginning to say, Lord, I want to be faithful in the little. Someone says, I will write a blog tomorrow. I don't know who you are. Someone you will send a text of encouragement because you know God has given you that gift. All around gifts, all around gifts, all around gifts, the power of the Holy Spirit that God sends no man out empty. Because the reason you've looked upward is because you've been trying to imitate the gift of another. You've been trying to imitate the gift of another person. You've been trying to imitate the gift of another person. But it's not about fame or popularity. I'm praying for someone here to them that God's voice will be like thunder in your heart. That you will hear him loud and clear. That person, I don't know who you are. You make sandals. And, and, and his, 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 the phrase in my heart yesterday was the formation of things. And I couldn't understand what it means. But I know you have to seek God's face. Someone, your gift is in technology. Someone, your gift is in encouragement. Someone, your gift is in dance. That what can God do with a submitted gift? And he pours the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon it. What won't he do? Can we sing that song from the start again? Uh, Lord bless but just, just quietly. And keep
Heavenly Father, this Lord's Day, I pray for my brothers, my sister, for myself. Lord, in our hearts, we seek to honor you. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, let this week be a week of discovery. Let prophecy come. Let revelation come. Let eyes be opened. Let platforms emerge. Let opportunities come. Let doors be opened. Pray for that person who's been looking for a job for a while. Father, I thank you for offers this week. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, let no gifts or talents or abilities be buried. Let someone come into a new revelation of your love. Let us get confidence from it that we will not bury our gifts, our talents, our callings anymore. Let us be bold to walk the path that you've designed for us. Let us be bold to be the people that you've called us to be. Father, I pray for that person who is hot in, feels empty. Lord, fill them up by the Holy Spirit. Our Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Gospel shout a big amen. Let's put our hands together. Let's celebrate Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.